0: is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern. And then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrostercom forward slash quiz now to take my two minute personality pattern quiz. And more than that, I think it's also really good for our kids to see that mom isn't just mom, right? She's a woman who had a life before me and will have a life after me. And she does things that don't just revolve around me. Our kids aren't the center of the universe. I want my kids to see me do a bunch of things, right? Like, yeah, sometimes I listen to gangster rap, and sometimes I listen to Melon. Sometimes I read novels. I just don't read Curious George all the time. I have my own friends, and I work on different projects, and I lead different businesses, and I serve at my church, and no matter what all this looks like for you, it shouldn't cause guilt. It should be celebrated and encouraged. You are the exact person God created to be their mom on purpose, and you should show up as your whole self. Because whoever you were before you were their mom, that woman still matters. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast a live workshop style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home. And what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Welcome to the Motherhood Podcast. Today, we are going to talk all about who we are because friend, we are so much more than moms, right? Like when you became a mom, you did not stop being you, the you that grew up wanting to make beautiful things or be a boss or dreamed of changing the world. It's something I i just hear over and over again in my coaching clients and friends and family that, man, since having that baby, I just don't feel anything like I used to, right? All I do all day is I'm washing bottles and I'm making meals and I'm wiping butts and picking up toys. And that's just so far from who I used to be. I don't feel like myself anymore. And I so get that. I mean, becoming a mom, it, it often feels like everyone and everything else comes before we do. We're constantly thinking about our children. They're all consuming and our thoughts and our mind and our being and especially when they're little, right? They're so dependent on us for everything, their entire survival. And the postpartum time, I think it's its sweet and it should be slow and it's a time of healing and connection and adjusting. But I think if we're not careful, this season of, of high dependence, it'll take so much out of us and then slowly right, start to pass and we might not transition with it. Our daily routine, it might continue to evolve and revolve around the kids, but that doesn't mean that the entire meaning of our life has to revolve around our kids. I mean, think about it, right? If you're anything like me, when you were younger, you had this idea that your identity was so simple. It was usually this one thing, like I'm an athlete or I'm a musician. I'm a, I'm a nerd. Um, uh, and then for me, it became like I'm a law student and I'm a lawyer and I'm a wife. And it seemed to then transition to, I'm a mom. But we're complex beings, and I continue to learn that we're actually all many different things, and that's okay. It's awesome. I actually think that the more we can explore and connect with those other identities outside of motherhood, it'll actually make us better moms. But there is so much tension here, Right. Like what the world is telling us a quote-unquote mom is supposed to look like and be like and do, and that if they're not giving 100% of themselves to their children all the time, then they're not being a good mom. And then on the flip side, there's other things that light us up and keep us sane. And more than that, I think it's also really good for our kids to see that mom isn't just mom, right? She's a woman who had a life before me and will have a life after me, and she does things that don't just revolve around me. Our kids aren't the center of the universe. I want my kids to see me do a bunch of things, right? Like, yeah, sometimes I listen to gangster rap, and sometimes I listen to Cocoa Melon. Sometimes I read novels. I just don't read Curious George all the time. I have my own friends, and I work on different projects, and I lead different businesses, and I serve at my church. And no matter what all this looks like for you, It shouldn't cause guilt. It should be celebrated and encouraged. You are the exact person God created to be their mom on purpose. And you should show up as your whole self. Because whoever you were before you were their mom, that woman still matters. All right, so let's talk about the fact that it can actually be a lot of pressure on our kids for us to find our identity in them. We all know those parents, right? The ones who are looking at their kids to complete their own goals or their own dreams. Maybe it's that, that sideline coach or the dance mom, right, who takes the kids' hobbies a little too personally. Our kids aren't us. And when we have an identity outside of them, then when our kids mess up or they fail to meet our expectations or they, I don't know, act like they're from another planet and we're like, Wh- whose kids are these? It shouldn't affect our own self-worth because we understand that they're their own people and not everything that they do is a reflection of us. And the other thing, too, is like if we're doing this parenting thing right, like the better of a job we do, we are going to launch these kids out into the world and the prayers that they're not going to need us anymore. So we had better have a life that exists separate and apart from our kids or when they leave us, we're going to have a major identity crisis. So in this season, let's make sure that we don't lose our and. And by that, I mean, I'm a mom and an artist. I'm a mom and a business owner. I'm a mom and I serve at my church. I'm a mom and a comedian, or whatever that looks like for you. You know, I grew up in northern Maine, right on the border of Canada, and my parents still live there. And Jeff's family lives in Wisconsin, and we live in Miami. So we don't have family here helping us out in the day-to-day. And this year, my parents decided to try that snowbird life, and they moved to Florida. And for the last few months, I had them only a couple hours away. So for a few times now on Fridays, I would pick up my girls from school and my parents would meet me halfway across the state and we would exchange kids for the weekend. And holy moly, I hadn't been alone in my house without the kids overnight. I think in five years, I've had some clear mental space to dream and to rest and to plan and to pour into myself and into my vision for my life time to just be intentional instead of reacting to every pressing need of my kids, right? It was time to just be me, just be Michelle and not mom. And it's been so refreshing, but it got me thinking like, I can't do this twice a decade. I have to be way more intentional about building time in for myself, not just to do errands or basic self-care, like going to the dentist, but Really time to pour into my soul and explore the woman that God created me to be beyond a mom. And I understand that you might be thinking like, how do I make time for myself when I have all these tiny humans that need so much for me? And I hear you. And I was kind of thinking the same thing, but then I reminded myself that I don't have to overcomplicate this. I don't have to go crazy and be like, you know, later, babe, I'm out for the week. I can start with small steps. I can get my feet wet. I can ease back into exploring my mom and identity. And the mission of this whole podcast and this whole community is to help us simplify, right? It's for us to find ways to remove the stressors, not to add more stress. So this list isn't intended to add a bunch more stuff to your to-dos, but I would encourage you to start small. Maybe choose one of the four, Start there. You don't have to do it all. Just take that one small step and then another when you're ready. But what I've done is I've put together four ways that you can start. So four ways that you can maintain your identity outside of motherhood. And the first one is to have your own friends. (laughs) Grown adult women friends, right? We're women and for the most part, we are social creatures and we thrive on communication and connection. And more than that, like we just were not created to do this life alone. We need each other. And man, isolation, especially in motherhood, it can be so unhealthy. You know, I remember a time before I had kids right when we moved to Miami and we left all our friends and everything we knew. And I think I was experiencing a little culture shock and moving from the Midwest to Miami. For anyone who's spent any time here, you know that Miami is unlike anywhere else in the world. I'd lived in New England and then the Midwest and Miami was just like moving to another planet. And I just remember praying for friends, like real friends, friends who'd be around in all seasons and who would know me and know my family and watch my kids grow and Friends I could do like real life non-mom stuff with once in a while. Friends who would share similar values and who would really know me, like the true me, the me as my mom and identity, right? And friends, I just, I just tell you, God showed up big, like big, big. And maybe that's you right now. Maybe you're feeling isolated in this season and like you don't have that circle of friends or maybe even one friend. And I would just encourage you to put yourself out there. I promise you're not the only one. You know, talk to that mom in the park you think you could hang out with. Talk to that neighbor that you see pulling your wagon down the street. Or maybe your kids go to daycare or they go to school. Like, get involved a little bit. And don't be the last one there and the first one to leave. Like, get to know the other moms. Get involved in your church or community organization you're passionate about. You know, I would encourage you, post in your mom Facebook groups for a community. Like, for the most part, women, especially moms, they're looking for community. And you being bold, right? You initiating a conversation, you taking that first step, that might be the answer to someone else's prayer for a friend. How cool is that? But man, remember back when friendship was so easy. Like in college, you could just text your friends at 9 p.m. and you'd go out for pizza or just show up at their place for a girls night. And then you have kids and all of a sudden it just feels like so much effort and coordination and you're just so tired. And some of that is true, right? It might take more planning to set up a coffee date or a girls night. But if you do plan it and you put it in your calendar and you make it happen... The effort will be worth it. I promise you. So that's number one. Have your own friends. Find that community. And second, the second way I think we can hold on to our identity outside of motherhood is to take up some hobbies that bring you joy. Right? Like, what are the things you love to do before you had kids? Or what are the things you wish you still had time for now? You know, maybe before the kids, you you loved hosting dinner parties or you loved thrifting or blogging or playing an instrument or going for a hike. I don't know, maybe it was sewing or photography or scrapbooking. Maybe these are the things that made you feel alive. Things that cleared your mind and brought you peace and this was how you best found rest. Hobbies do that. They help us take our mind off our to-do list for a moment. They help give us perspective. They're energizing, right? Just an hour doing something you love, you're going to feel encouraged. You're going to feel refreshed. And it's going to make you a better mom. We've all been given gifts, right? Even you. <laughs> we have talents. We have creativity. And I really think that we'll feel more like ourselves if we make it a habit of tapping into that creativity. And maybe you're thinking like, This sounds pretty idealistic, but ain't nobody got time for that. Try this. Talk to your husband about it or your mom or whoever's in your support circle and tell them you've decided it's important for you to still do things you really enjoy, right? Share with them what it is, how it makes you feel, and then ask them. Ask them to help you come up with a plan to make it happen. This doesn't have to be some big elaborate thing, but ask your partner or your mom or a friend or hire a babysitter. I'd like an hour to myself this weekend to do whatever it is, right? Play your instrument, write your poem, craft your craft and ask, could you take the kids to the park or swimming or for a walk? And if your kids are older, you can tell them you can set that boundary. You know, on Sunday afternoon, I'm going to be working on my photography from one to three. So if you need anything from me, ask me before lunch, because I am not going to be available to you for those hours. And then just start small. Maybe you do this once a month and you see how it goes and you adjust. Then maybe every other weekend or whatever works for you. And make it a priority. You know it's okay for you to go for a hike instead of washing the floors. It's okay for you to go thrifting and fold that laundry later tonight. Like give yourself the permission. Give it a shot and enjoy it. And then number three is setting and working towards personal goals. And this could be kind of tied to your hobbies, depending on what those hobbies are, but having personal goals and then having that sense of accomplishment as you take the small steps towards accomplishing that big goal, man, that does so much in helping you maintain your sense of self. Like your hobbies, it allows you to focus on something that's unrelated to motherhood, something that's just entirely yours. So maybe it's something related to your health or your business or you've had a dream about going back to school. I know for me, I've really been working on my overall health. Like I had my daughters back to back, right? They're only 16 months apart. And with each pregnancy, I gained a ton of weight, like real talk. I just felt so out of control with my health. And it wasn't just my weight, but I really just felt so off. Like I was tired and I wasn't sleeping well and the aches and the pains that a 30-something shouldn't be feeling. My mental space, it felt out of whack and I just knew I needed to do something. So the beginning of the pandemic a couple years ago, I started running and lifting weights and I found a program I loved. And in the past, I'd gone really hard with my fitness, like way too intense for me to actually sustain and keep up and then I'd stop. But this time, instead, I set these small goals. And as I met them, I could not believe how much more it kept me motivated. And I gave myself so much more grace with my exercise schedule than I'd done in the past. You know, if the girls kept me up at night and the morning was a little crazy or for whatever reason I had to miss a workout, I didn't dwell on it. I just got back at it the next day. And before I knew it, I'd lost 30 pounds and my Clothes fit differently and my sleep improved and I started to eat better and drink a ton of water and by, you know, of course my my energy skyrocketed and I can't tell you how much this did to move the needle in my mom and identity. We all need to work towards goals that are important to us. So let's say your friend or someone offers to take your kids to the park Or your afternoon meeting just got canceled. Or your husband is going to take the kids to go do some groceries, right? It's incredible. And at first you get this tingly sensation, right? It's time to spend with a friend or time to work on a hobby or time to work on my goals. It's free time. And for us moms, that is so precious. But you know what I'm talking about. Then that analysis paralysis hits. And we're like, what are we going to do with this unexpected freedom? And we start maybe to feel a little anxious and like the time is slipping away and we're not using it wisely. And then what do we do, right? Maybe we start Googling and we're so wrapped up in making a decision about what we're going to do that before we know it, oh crap, our, our break is over. So the next time that happens to you and you find that you have a few unexpected moments to yourself What you need is a motherhood moments list. So here's the idea. You basically take time beforehand and you just write a list of the things you love and want to do. Things that you wish you could do, but can't seem to find time to do on the regular. And that way, when you do get that unexpected stretch of time to yourself, you just whip out your list, take it out of your phone, take it out of the back of your planner, and bam, right, you just pick an activity and you go for it. And if you want to take it even a step further, you could even make a few categories by time. So activities that take half an hour, activities that take two hours, or half a day, or a whole day. And try to be as specific as possible. So when you're making your motherhood moments list, instead of putting something like, relax, you know, I want you to write, like, bring a book and earbuds to the park on 152nd to sit and read near the pond. The point is to be ready because when the time is all yours, you don't want to waste it. And to get you started, I actually created a blank Motherhood Moments list for you. It's just a one-page fillable PDF. You can download it and either you know fill it out or just save it on your device for quick access or you can print it out and you can fill it out and keep it somewhere safe or just make your own list somewhere. And if you want to use the one that I created for you, If you want to just check it out so you can create your own, I would encourage you to click on the link in the show notes, and then if you head over to the blog, there's actually a button there where you can download the motherhood moments list, and it'll just take you a few minutes. Fill it out with your activities, the things you've been meaning to do, the things that you want to do but you can't find the time, and I think you're going to find it to be really helpful the next time that those unexpected moments do pop up for you. So that's number three. And then number four, and the last way I think we really need to uh, connect to ourselves, to hold on to our identity, is to connect with our partner. And like I was saying at the beginning on this episode, right? parenting is one of those things where the better we are at it, the less we're going to be needed one day. So that means that in 18 years, give or take, depending on how old your kids are, there's going to come a point when they're going to leave. And they're going to do their own thing. And they're not going to occupy that same moment-to-moment space in your life that they once did. And you and your partner had better have some deeper connection than simply having been co-parents for the last 18 years. Because that season of life will have passed. So just like we were so much more than moms before we had kids, our relationships had their own identities before we had kids too. And we all know it. Our marriages, they require the same kind of intentional cultivating that any strong and deep relationship does. Our marriages need to be prioritized above our kids. It sounds controversial, but it's so true. Our kids are going to come and go. We're going to have to launch them. But we've made this lifelong commitment to our spouses And we can't neglect them for 20 years while we're raising kids. So I would encourage you, make some time to date each other, right? Put it on the calendar. Make a plan for the kids now. And again, it doesn't have to be elaborate. Go for a walk. Go grab a cup of coffee. Work on a project around the house together. Just find a way to connect in your relationship that has nothing to do with your children. Has nothing to do with the house or the chores or work something that's just yours so you can really deepen that connection and there you have it i would encourage you make it a priority this week here are the four things again number one i want you to continue to have your own friends if that's something that you're praying for put yourself out there say hello to someone new meet someone new we're not meant to do this thing alone and then number two Take up a hobby that brings you joy or pour back into a hobby that used to bring you joy before you had kids. This one's so important. You gotta allow yourself passions. You gotta allow yourself those things that made you, you, before you were a mom. And then third, you're gonna set and you're gonna work towards a personal goal. Having something that's just yours, just yours. And you're gonna work on it and you're gonna work on it. And then number four, is connecting with your partner. You're going to prioritize it, friends. You know that you've got to have a relationship beyond co-parenting because in a blink of an eye, those kids are going to be on their own. So I would encourage you start there. Choose one maybe and celebrate the small steps. As always, I want to hear how it goes. So shoot me a DM at themotherhood.podcast or maybe even post what it is that you did and how it worked and how it made you feel in our Facebook group. It's called The Motherhood Village. You, mama, are amazing. Have a great week. If you love mommy's podcast, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, They really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the motherhood podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the motherhood village and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.